I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is Dakota, and today we're sitting down with Jillian, one of our ambassadors. Thank you, Jillian, for being here today. Hey, Dakota. Glad to be here. Jillian traveled with us on our girl boss trip to Morocco. So today we're excited to talk about her experiences and where she's off to next. So Jillian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm from Dallas, Texas, and I am a consultant by day, and I do some travel blogging for Akinello by night and weekend. Um, I'm super into yoga and cooking, so whenever I travel, I look for experiences that mix in um, a lot of activities, physical fitness, as well as some really intense foodie experiences. Nice. And going back to like your past travel experiences, what have you learned from traveling solo? Um, so much. I don't even know where to start. Let's start with packing, actually. So all of that pre-trip prep, um, I've gotten really, really good at condensing down what I bring with me um, and really good at layering clothing. Um, <laughs> I'd say Morocco is a particular challenge just because we're going from um, desert to mountain climates. So I had to be prepared for um, almost anything. We had some pretty beautiful days. We had some days that got seriously cold. So it was um, a fun challenge to fit that into um, one duffel and one backpack, but I did it. (laughs) Um, And I'd say the next thing I learned um, as far as being in a location and getting somewhere, um, it's actually a new revelation for me. I actually do not like to arrive somewhere after the sun has set. And it's not really a safety thing for me. It's more just when you arrive to a new place and you're by yourself, you want to uh, feel welcomed. And for some reason, like sunshine for me is welcoming and night is not welcoming. So um, I had a couple stops. I was in Italy before I went to Morocco and had a couple stops there where I got there after dark and just could not wait for the morning to come. Even if it's not safety, I feel like sun being out in the day is super welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. It's much easier to make friends during the daytime, I think. So that's also something else, just kind of always be ready to talk to a stranger. Um, I've had some instances uh, where my phone has not been picking up a signal when I travel. And so I have to ask someone for their kindness and their phone for about five minutes to get my bearings. Um, But yeah, I feel like daytime is pretty welcoming in in any city where we are in the world. Yeah, sure. It might be a little weird to ask for a stranger's phone when it's dark, especially late. (laughs) Yeah, nobody's going to really acquiesce on that one. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Definitely have really kind of gone all out, I think, in my experiences in the last year. And it's been great to really try new foods and seek out things that are even more authentic. Like I've traveled to Italy several times. I studied there in college and was pretty fluent at the time. I'm a little less fluent these days, but yeah. um, still was able to kind of make my way through the cities I was going to. And honestly, more than anything, I just wanted to make sure that when I was in that city, I was eating um, what was actually super native to to that town. Mm-hmm. So for Cinque Terre, it was making sure I got some uh, pesto because uh, basil is native and very um, almost salty because it's grown right by the ocean there. And so their pesto was really fantastic and world-renowned. When I was in Milan, it was making sure I got some um, wild animal charcuterie. So I had some wild boar salami, which was out of this world. And just making sure that um, 
when I hit a city that I'm, I'm getting the best of what that city has to offer. I'm not just, oh, it's Italy, pizza's fine. Those are all like really good points. And I, I've traveled before solo and I feel like if you follow that, like you're going to be set. We're going to, we're going to talk about your Morocco trip in a little bit, but what has been your most memorable experience traveling so far? Oh gosh. Um, it's so hard to say. There's so many. Um, I'm actually going to kind of default to Italy again. I had a really special time there um, this past October as well. Uh, it was 10 years since I'd first been there. Um, and I got to hike in Cinque Terre uh, by myself solo. I woke up um, the morning after I'd arrived and knew that I was going to go on a long hike. Um, what I didn't know was that the main hiking trail had been blown out by mud and rain. So I had to kind of reorient myself and find a hiking path to get me from one town to another if I couldn't get to all five in one day. Yeah. So I went to the train station, which is where the uh, maps are and the guides. Um, checked in with the guide in my Italian and asked him if this trail was okay and about how long it was going to be. And he said, oh, it's perfect. It's a beautiful hike, three and a half hours. Um, you can do it. I was like, great. And I, uh, off I went. Um, about 20 minutes up into my hike, I realized I had forgotten my sunscreen. Um, <laughs> but fortunately, I had a scarf, so I kind of uh, assassins creeded it and <laughs> kept walking up the mountain. Um, and at the end of those three and a half hours, I think I got lost once, but really it's just I missed the turn by 50 feet. Um, so that's not a huge backtrack. Um, and made it 10 kilometers and treated myself to lobster spaghetti on the ocean. Oh, after that wow. it was great yeah that's got everything you got the adventure and you got the food so yep yep that's perfect awesome so shifting gears to your trip with us at Alcanella um last year you went on the Morocco girl boss trip with uh, Kylie our CEO um can you tell <laughs> us about that trip oh my gosh I did not know what to expect from Morocco first off it was just a year in the making I had been writing articles for y'all and promoting content and developing relationships with Kylie and the other ambassadors over the course of a year. And to finally get to Morocco just blew my mind. Um, it felt completely surreal for the first 24 hours. And so when we arrived, I was just kind of going to take it all in and, and see what, what the country had to offer. Um, and I could not have been more impressed with the experience that we had. Um, every city was just completely unique and full of um, very inviting um, hosts and super engaging tours. Everyone that we traveled with, I mean, we literally became sisters in an instant. And I've actually seen several people I traveled with in the last couple of months since going to Morocco. I've seen about four or five of them um, in different cities in the U.S. And, you know... Honestly, I wasn't expecting to have forged a bond with um, people on a tour so quickly. Um, but I think something about Morocco kind of necessitates this kind of familial uh, environment just because it's so old and it's so um, just kind of rustic. And there's a lot of authenticity um, in, in every city. How many people were on that trip with you? There was 10 of us. Um, and it was great because our age ranges were 23 to 42 um, and I fall right in the middle of that. And I mean, you wouldn't have known that there was a, a gap in anybody's age. We all just clicked instantly um, and laughed a lot and were very conscientious of each other, making sure that everyone had what they needed at any point in time. Um, could not have been a more delightful group to travel with. Awesome. 
And do you have any plans to, I guess, see those people or travel with them again in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was in Austin with four of them last weekend for uh, one of their birthdays, which was super fun. (laughs) And I know that a couple of them are coming on some trips with me later this year. So yeah, we definitely all want to see each other again soon and know that we could travel well together again. I think honestly that my favorite part about Morocco (laughs) was in Fez, I bought a rug at the rug shop that we were there visiting And so we're all there standing around and waiting for my rug to get wrapped up and we're going to head out and go to the next place. And the heads of the shop say, oh, come over here and take a picture with the staff. It's custom. It's a good experience. Like we wanted you to remember this, this moment and it's so special. And before I knew it, they had tossed me into a rug, lifted me up into the air and everyone is standing around me in a circle and they are swinging me back and forth, singing in Arabic and everyone on the team and on our group was just dying laughing and it was a moment I'm never going to forget yeah well that's great that was my next question what was your favorite thing so I think you covered it <laughs> yeah it was the the magic carpet ride in Fez yeah <laughs> um any advice for someone going to Morocco yeah I mean I think just kind of expect magic it's such an old country Every city is just full of delightful people and a lot of charm. Take the time to look around, you know, make sure that you are having um, a local guide with you in each city that you go to. That's one of the rules there in the country is that they have to be a certified tour guide. Um, Otherwise, they'll get in trouble, you'll get in trouble. Um, But having those local guides was an incredible resource. Don't try and do it yourself. Like pay for the local authentic experience and you will not regret it. Awesome. I like what you expect magic. I like that phrase. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's not really another way to put it. It's just, it's so, so different from anything I've ever experienced before just because of the age. I mean, I've been to Rome and all of that, but there's something about it almost feels untouched. Awesome. So looking forward, I guess, what places are on your bucket list to travel to? Oh, I've got a few coming up. I'm going to Svalbard with Akinella later this summer in June. We'll be there for the summer solstice. So it's going to be 24 hours of sunlight up in the Arctic Circle. We're going to see some polar bears and some whales. And um, for me, uh, polar bears, seeing them in their natural habitat is going to be a dream come true. I'm just excited. I actually bought a a Super 8 film camera um, over Christmas to start recording all of my vacations that I go on to get that kind of really edgy, grainy film um, in a modern setting. Awesome. And... Any other adventures coming up this year? Oh, yeah. So I'm, um, <laughs> I'm actually tacking uh, some more adventure onto Svalbard. So when we finish up there, I'm actually going to go to Amsterdam for a long weekend and meet up with some friends and then take a um, 16-day Scottish Highland tour and get to nerd out a little bit with some Harry Potter stuff <laughs> um, in Scotland and find some more magic with uh, the fairies there. And then, yeah, I'm hoping to join you all again in Cuba in the fall. And i okay. um, looking forward to March of 2021 when I go to Antarctica. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. That's over a year away, though. But It is over a year away, but it's gonna, it, when it comes down to it, um, I'll be able to say that I've hit both poles in under a year and taken a polar plunge in the Arctic and the Antarctic, which I'm super excited for. Yeah, what, what uh, number uh, continent will that be for you? Um, well, because we're going to hit South America before we get to Antarctica. That'll be number six for me, and I'll just have Australia left. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Well, is there anything else you want to add? Anything that we missed or that you want to talk about? 
You know, I'd say always leave room for souvenirs, but you can also just ship them back. Honestly, um, I was very impressed with how everything was packed up and um, shipped from Antarctica, from, Antarctica, from, from Morocco to um, the U.S. Um, DHL does a great job shipping pottery and whatnot. Yeah, and I think just, you know, don't be afraid to go somewhere by yourself, even if you don't speak the language. Um, there's so many ways to... to kind of work around that, whether it's through guides or Airbnb experiences or a tour group. Um, you know, ultimately when you travel by yourself, you're going to end up making friends. You can either do it on a tour or you can do it by yourself. And both ways are fantastic. Great comments for sure. And I feel like going solo or growing a group, it's just what you make of it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, just kind of waiting to say yes and to any experience that comes your way. Mm -hmm. I knew when Kylie had mentioned Svalbard, I'd already kind of had my year mapped out in my mind of where I wanted to travel. And it was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up and I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.